Welcome to The Briefing. My name is Justin Wickheiser. I am the Director of Legal Operations at the law firm of Smith Freed Eberhard. Last weekend was Memorial Day, and I just wanted to thank everyone uh, that has served this great country. And for those that have sacrificed, uh, you'll never be forgotten and uh, always appreciated. So thank you very much. Hope you had a wonderful Memorial Day with your loved ones last weekend. Today's legal alert is entitled, A Substantial Benefit Leads to Substantial Fees. So this comes from the desk of Bill Tafe. In disputes that require a finding on constitutional grounds, there is the potential for the prevailing party to recover attorney's fees. However, when a party prevails on a dispute based on a statutory issue, the attorney must show that the outcome of the dispute resulted in a substantial benefit on others beyond the prevailing party in order to be awarded attorney fees. Okay, so here's our claims pointer. The Oregon Court of Appeals held that vindication of constitutional rights has never been the sole requirement in awarding attorney fees under a court's equitable powers, and that the substantial benefit theory is a form of the attorney fee doctrine that does not require protection of constitutional right, but rather requires a prevailing party to vindicate a right that applies to others beyond the party itself. So here's the case. D. Young versus Brown, that's 368, Oregon 64. This happened on May 2021. Let's dive into the facts. So in this case, the plaintiff, James D. Young, we're going to refer to him as the plaintiff throughout the rest of this case, a resident of past city councilors of Damascus, originally filed suit for declaratory and injunctive relief, seeking to enjoin a scheduled disincorporation vote and alleging that the House Bill 3085 violated the city charter, state statutes, and the Oregon Constitution. Go ahead and say that three times fast. In a 2013 election, the residents of Damascus voted on a referral from the city council to disincorporate. So although a majority of the residents did vote for disincorporation, the number of votes fell short of the absolute majority, which was required by law. So subsequently, the legislature passed House Bill 3085, which referred to the voters of Damascus the decision whether to disincorporate and specifically provided that a majority of those voting, rather than an absolute majority, would be sufficient to disincorporate. So this legislative referral appeared on the voting ballots for residents of Damascus as measure 93 in 2016. Damascus is a town located about 15 minutes outside of Portland for reference. So the plaintiff had originally filed before the 2016 election, but his request was denied by the trial court and the Damascus residents subsequently voted to disincorporate. So plaintiff continued his lawsuit seeking declaration that the vote violated numerous statutory and constitutional requirements. Thus, Damascus had not validly disincorporated. The trial court granted summary judgment in favor of Kate Brown. In her official capacity as governor and the state of Oregon collectively, the state, and declared Measure 93 valid. Plaintiff ultimately appealed this decision and the Court of Appeals agreed with the plaintiff on his statutory argument. So holding that ORS 221.610 and ORS 221.621 of 2013 provided the only means of disincorporation for a city. Because Measure 93 failed to comply with those statutes, it was invalid. Because the Court of Appeals disposed of this case on statutory grounds, it did not reach plaintiff's constitutional argument. Following the Court of Appeals decision in D. Young, plaintiff petitioned for an award of attorney's fees and costs, arguing that he was entitled to fees because he was the prevailing party and because he was sought to vindicate important constitutional rights and was not seeking a pecuniary gain for himself other than to protect the statutory 
and constitutional rights of those in Damascus. The state objected, arguing that because plaintiff prevailed on statutory and not constitutional grounds, this is Court of Appeals case law, forecloses any attorney fee award. The Court of Appeals rejected the state's argument that a plaintiff must prevail on a constitutional issue in order to be awarded attorney fees through the court's exercise of their inherent equitable powers. So what happened next is a state petition for review to the Supreme Court asserting that under the substantial benefit theory that the beneficiaries of the litigation were the residents of Damascus, but a fee award against the state would be paid by the residents of the whole state, spreading the cost of litigation among both those who benefited and those who did not benefit from it. So the state also argued that the litigation did not confer a substantial benefit because there was a significant amount of uncertainty regarding whether Damascus will ever be a city again. Ultimately, the Supreme Court agreed with the Court of Appeals determination that the benefits conferred were sufficiently substantial that it would be inequitable for plaintiff to bear those costs alone. Pretty dense uh, fact pattern there. Let's talk about the law right now. There are three prerequisites for a fee award under a court's inherent authority. Number one, the proceeding must be one in equity. And the number two, the party requesting the fees must have been the prevailing party. And then number three, the party requesting fees must have been seeking to vindicate a right that applies to others as well as the party itself without an overriding personal interest. When a party has met those prerequisites, the courts are permitted to award equitable attorney fees in three different circumstances. So the first circumstance is where a party vindicates an important constitutional right applying to all residents of the state without personal gain to the party. The second area is where a party creates, discovers, increases, or preserves a common fund of money to which others also have a claim. And finally, or last, this is where a party's litigation confers substantial benefit on others, even if that benefit is neither constitutional nor financial in nature. Here, the Oregon Supreme Court provides clarification on how to determine the level of substantiality, very important word, needed in regard to benefit sustained by the community as a whole. The theory of substantial benefit is centered on determining whether the nature of the benefit conferred on, the, on those beyond plaintiff as a whole is substantial enough that it would be inequitable for the plaintiff to bear the cost alone. So let's get to the analysis to see if this brings it all together, which knowing our team, I'm sure it does. As set out in this case, the purpose of the substantial benefit theory relies on a basic premise, that fees awarded under the court's equitable authority are awarded in order to spread the cost among those on whose behalf the case was brought and who benefited from the plaintiff's efforts not for the purpose of making the plaintiff whole by shifting all those costs to the wrongdoer. Wrongdoers do not get to take all the costs. However, it can be more difficult to determine the degree of benefit provided by vindicating statutory rights, even those the courts deem to be of similar importance to fundamental constitutional rights. Therefore, beneficiaries need to be identified more precisely. Plaintiff in this suit demonstrated that important legal rights were at stake due to the unique relationship between the election statutes 
at issue in the foundational constitutional rights of citizens to vote along with the rights of local government to establish and amend their political structures. So the court found that the benefit was sufficiently substantial to support an award of fees under this theory. I think we're going to do a reading of the United States Constitution after this because this is needed in order to kind of follow along with all this, I think. The big picture, though, so petitioning for attorney's fees is a common and typically important part of the litigatory process for the prevailing party. However, when petitioning for attorney fees under the theory of substantial benefit, it is important to identify as precisely as possible the benefit and or beneficiaries beyond the party bringing the litigation in order to illustrate the significance of the benefit and the substantial effect that it has on others as a whole. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I know that was dense, uh, but a very important legal alert. If you'd like to know more, please reach out to Bill Tafe and his team. We appreciate you.